Good morning, traders and investors. I might as well start out with some breaking news. Triple D and I are both dumbfounded by the price action this morning. Some stocks are way up. Some stocks are way down. Nothing's lining up. We got a CPI number. In my opinion, this market is priced to perfection. We got some earnings to cover. We got CC Legator to come on and talk. What's going on in the options market? This is your key to the trading day, pre-market prep. Let's get it going, Mitch. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's pre-market prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis did. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen. Relentless bid in the S&Ps ahead of the uh, big number at 8.30 up 12 and a quarter handles at 51, 41.59.75, a buck a little bit weak, down 41 cents after a big day yesterday. Bonds up a half a point at 127.28.30 seconds. Crude running into problems at 80 bucks again, down a buck 06 at 79.08. Gold showing some life up 870, 1872.20. Silver going the opposite way, down almost four cents at 21.89. And uh, Bitcoin. Just being mild mannered Bitcoin here. We're up 180 bucks. That's $21,890 in a $225 point range on the futures. Triple D got that hat. Are you standing or sitting today? You didn't hear the question. I was I was sorry. I was No, you're uh, okay. You're okay, Dennis. Were you, are we, you standing or sitting? It's Valentine's Day here cuz my wife, Valentine's is, my wife Day. has actually gotten sicker somehow, so she's oh. like hard to move here off the stomach oh, flu. Oh, that, that's The stomach tough. flu has been very vicious here, so I'm trying to get the kids ready for school at the same time. <laughs> trying Dennis to uh, Dick, get the multi- stocks trading, trying to get you know the radio show going here, so like you don't realize how much you need your wife until these times where she's sick and hardly able to move and you're like holy you do a lot in the morning because i'm making lunches this morning i'm trying to trade what you make for lunch what you make for lunch uh salami sandwich for the boy girl got the cheese sandwich because he can't i don't know in the states but you can't bring peanut butter into the into the classroom is that same thing in the states too peanut allergies so yeah you're not allowed peanut butter in ontario you can't bring peanut butter so i'm like and my kids both like peanut butter, so I'm like, okay, what, what am I going to make? Boy says I'll take salami. Girls I was all about the peanut butter and jelly. Man. No, I know. They don't allow that anymore. What? Yeah, because the peanut <laughs> al- one, because if they've got one kid with a peanut allergy, it's going to be a Lord. bad outcome, I guess. So. Just real I quick on a, on a lunch note. Yeah, you know what uh, Lisa's mom used to do? What's that? On Mondays or on the weekend, she would, you know, she had two brothers. She would make 15 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and put them <laughs> in the freezer. That's a good idea. <laughs> and then said, on your way to school, grab a PB&J and out of the, the way. But Dennis, people don't want to hear what your kids are having for lunch. No. That's not why they're here. Not. Mixed they're here. market. I, I admit, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I was, as the way I, the, as I talked at the end of last week, I thought we were seeing the highs from the year. Uh, the market is is telling me, no, I think we're, we're price for perfection today. They're, there's a good number coming down the pipe, and that's the way everyone's leaning. It's not good for all stocks, but that's sure the way the market feels to me. How about you? Mitch, preview the number because I'm I I need that information to really make a call here. So what right. what is the expectations here? And I know you always are all over this stuff. What yeah, are we definitely. looking at here, Mitch, for obviously the 830 number? Where are the expectations? Because I'll just say, you know, if this number comes in hot. I agree with Joel. It can't come in hot. It comes in hot. We are priced for perfection. But if it comes in light, light again, the bulls are going to say, we have beaten inflation and the pivot is coming. Party time. So again, we keep saying this every month. It's like the most important number, but it is here once again. Mitch, what are the expectations for this number? 
All right, so I'm going to read it down here. So the first thing that I would say is, of course, what we're all going to be looking at is the year-over-year number, right? That's what we all look at. The That's going to be 6.2 estimated. Prior was 6.5, so expected to come down 0.3, right? Uh, yeah. Then where I think things get really interesting is the core CPI, of course, which excludes food and energy. This is expected to be up 0.3% month over month. Um, so if there's any area that I say definitely keep an eye out on is going to be that core CPI. If for any reason it comes in even higher than that up 0.3 or for any reason you get a negative, well, this market's moving. So that's yeah. what I would be looking for. Above that 0.3, yeah. that'd be bearish move to the downside. And then if you get for any reason a negative on core CPI, get ready this market's going to break out, like really yeah, break right, out. Right. So I think this is all things that we need to watch look for, for head fakes here too, especially if the number is wishy-washy, which we have seen happen yeah, before. In line. So if this number is in line, if this number is, oh, well, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, I don't know. You can have a lot of head fakes off this too. And yes, I think you could see the fade trade working here too, where you get an initial move. If the number is like really, really hot, really really you know light then the probably the move is going to be in one way direction go but if it's wishy-washy you're within point one either direction then you know you may see some head fakes happen here too the algos you know the initial algos are sometimes wrong so just be careful that that initial move doesn't come back and i do think you have a relentless buy the dip under this market so i think for the market to really get hammered we'd have to really see a hot number like very hot so it's going to be interesting um agree with joel like the market has been priced for perfection for a while but i mean there's a lot of shorts that are sitting here like okay this is our payday and you know this market likes to punish the maximum of participants i'm not sure the shorts have been punished enough yet all right i brought a little extra for us today i bought a graphic from reuters so shout out to reuters and specifically stephen cope um so i wanted to give him a shout out for this image but take a look at this right this is looking into cpi U.S. inflation wage growth, right? What is continuing to rise? What is continuing? What is starting to show that coming down, right? That disinflation uh, versus deflation there. Um, now you can see the services, right? Had started to slightly tick and then we got to tick up there. So I think that's what we're going to be watching. That's that blue, that light blue line, especially because services are, we're talking rent, right? Is rent still sticky? We've been seeing rent prices start showing a little bit of some downside turn. Will it show up in the CPI report? Definitely something to keep in mind. And then, of course, that core CPI, that 5.7, that's the year-over-year -year level. And we're going to be expecting on this one, the estimate is 5.5, so going down 0.2 on that year-over-year -year core CPI level. We'll see. Also, food at home, groceries. I don't see them getting any cheaper, but we'll definitely be looking. That's to see what if that I noticed the most. It's not surprising that's right near the top here now when we're looking year over year changes. Because when you go to the grocery store, you're like, are you kidding me? You know, I had the cottage cheese conversation with you last week, but it's pretty <laughs> much across the board. You go in there yeah. and, you know, just even putting in perspective, the superstore here in Canada, it was always if you spend 200 bucks, they'd give you something for free. Now, it's if you spend 250 bucks, Joel, you get something for free. They jacked to 50 bucks. So, you know, and that's not even hard to do because everything is up more. Anyways, I just buy the same stuff and yeah, I'm at the 250. So it's everything across the board. The bread, we went from, you know, my regular loaf of bread I used to buy was $2.49. Now it's $3.49. It says great low price, but no, it's went up a buck since last year. Bread. I mean, we eat bread. That's a significant increase. So we know that the, the prices are not, I don't see it slowing down at all, to be honest. But I mean, there is pockets. I bought a monitor, Joel, a new monitor for mm -hmm. my uh, computer. Uh -oh. here. Went and splurged. I got a Splurging. monitor for 140 bucks. Samsung is pretty nice one. So I mean, certain technology products have, to Kathy Wood's points, have had a little bit of deflation in them. But that's not going to make up the difference here. So let's see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen on this one. I'm really on the fence. So I'll go in market neutral. Yeah, I think that's the way we got to approach. And if anything, short-term bullish, right? Until that turns around, right? I think that's what everyone's feeling it. Even I'm feeling it, right? You guys know it. The bear over here, still looking at that 420 mark. It, it, we could get there today, team. We could get you, there today. You can't oh, just easy. Stay, oh, easy. When, when you're wrong 
and and this is this the lesson. Sorry, Joel. I just wanted to no, okay. expand on Mitch's point here. I you mm-hmm. know you're used to me interrupting, anyways. Um, <laughs> when <laughs> no, now I've lost my train of thought. You know, but Mitch was talking about what were you talking about? I completely stay wrong. Don't never stay do wrong. That. Yeah, that Don't we're short term bullish right now. Until yeah. right now, it seems like we could get to that 420 mark. Um, it looks like we could break out through that high. Of course, the Thursday 418.31s. See if we get back up there. You can't stay if you're wrong. And how do you know you're wrong? You start losing money. You can't mm-hmm. stay just with your opinion as a trader, as a long-term investor. You can outweigh the market. You can just stay invested. If you're a thirty-year time yeah. horizon, you're buying dips on good companies at reasonable prices. You can outweigh the market, but you can't, as a trader, just stay in the bear train when you have rip roaring forty, fifty percent rallies on stocks in January. You can't do it. And if you are doing it. You're having a really rough January. You've got to go with the flow. So that's why, you know, people look at me all the time. like, how can you be trading long if you're bearish? I'm just trading the tape. It's to J.C. Yeah. Brett's point. I mean, the tape is not telling me that anything about, you know, the tape. And people say, oh, it prices everything. And that's BS. It doesn't price anything. <laughs> it's made up of dumb market participants. The majority of market participants, write this down. The majority of market participants know nothing. That is the truth. The majority of market participants know nothing. There are a few privileged market participants, like insiders and stuff, that always have a better feel. But for the most part, majority of market participants don't know much at all. You know, and people are going to say, oh, yeah, we have this all figured out. You don't really. But what we do know is, you know, what the sentiment, the feel, the trend is. The current trend, the sentiment has went a little bit bullish. The current trend is definitely higher here right now on a lot of stocks. So, you know, as as traders, we're kind of trend followers. As investors, you know, I'm kind of a contrarian investor where I buy good companies at reasonable prices. It's a completely different hat. But we got to go with the flow. And as of this point right now, at 8.13 in the morning, the bulls are still in control. That could all change at 8.30. Maybe we get a hot number and maybe sentiment turns. And then you've got to turn and you start trading it from the short side again. But from now... At this moment in time, I've been still buying dips. Now we're going to see at 8.30, like I said, go market neutral, get the new information, and then make my decision on whether I'm trading it from the bullish or bearish side today. I need that information, that CPI, to make that decision, though. The tape isn't going to help me today. All right, let's get to some of these action. Let's go towards some of the stocks now. We can talk a little bit of CPI, especially when it's going to be coming out, right? That'll be coming out at 8.30. You guys keep us aware out there, chat. I know you'll be talking about it. Yelling at Dennis, go wide, go wide. I'm going to be going wide on this. And you will lose me for a few minutes there. I will definitely come back. I just don't know how crazy it's going to be. Definitely. Let's go to Palantir Technology. Used to be a retail favorite. Is it back to being a retail favorite? Let's talk about it. First profitable quarter here. Q4 EPS at $0.04. Beat the $0.03 estimate. Sales at $508.62 million. Beat the $502.25 million estimate. They see Q1 23 revenue at 503 million to 507 million on the high end versus a 520 million estimate. So not a good outlook there for Q1. Uh, fiscal year 23 revenue to 2.18 billion to 2.23 billion versus a 2.29 billion estimate. So not too bad on the fiscal year outlook. Q1 missing the guidance there. Right there though, and. It's kind of in this whole buzzy area right now. Yeah, a little bit that's of AI, it. you know, yep. you can throw in government, you know, we got UFOs going Alien. on. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of in the wheelhouse of stock. Yeah. Right Is that now. what Palantir does? They just track the aliens? Well, we don't really know what they do, to be honest, but we know they're big involvement in, in the government. They dropped a lot of buzzwords. Like, look at the buzzwords of CEO, Alex Karp dropping, touts profitability artificial intelligence advantage mm. you know he's talking all the buzzwords again too which is what these ceos are very good at buzzwords so yeah. with that being said we have been rejected right where you don't want to be rejected joel i'm going to throw these technical you're joe you. you're you're stealing i, what, I am i'm stealing everybody's stuff today but we got rejected at the exact analysis. point we didn't want to get rejected that 920 <laughs> 921 high Joel, what was the high after hours? Uh, just over 920. Right uh, there. And, and, Joel's and, and, highs and lows. Throw everything else out. Just take the Alconan <laughs> highs, lows theory of and, and levels of market trading. And this stuff works, you know? Like, and, and, Joel, be quick. and again, I'll tell that story back to Bray Trading Days in the office. 
And, you know, maybe it's going to be a little bit of storytelling day before the CPI because none of the stuff for technicals are going to matter that much after the CPI happens here. Um, but going back to that, you know, break trading off to Detroit, every single morning we'd come in and Joel would have the levels for the S&P. And he was, you know, the, the levels and the star levels and it extracted from old highs and old lows, a lot of it. A lot of those numbers were like multiple highs coinciding in the same area. And we use those sheets. And I mean, continues today and it works for all stocks. Just simplistic technical analysis. Well, where was the stock? What is the last three months high? It's 921. Where does the stock go to after hours? Basically 921. Simplistic. You got a good sale off there. Yeah. uh, Alluding to your first point, like, you know, going into the print, I was just thinking about, you know, aliens and, you know, and, uh, you know, the government. I mean, our defense is getting active. What stock is more related to that than Palantir? Right. So I was thinking about that ahead of the. I'm like, no matter what they say, it's probably going to get a pop off this. Yeah. Now you got the pop. Now I have to totally agree with you. I would have been saying, hey, nine bucks, nine twenty, you know, boom, boom, boom. Just got to get rid of it. You know, you just got to get rid of it when it comes to those levels. Now you got some people that bought late. Right mm-hmm. now, they got a little bit of overhead supply. Really wasn't that great a report. So I, it was just a little, people got smoked between eight fifty and nine fifty, and you're getting your money back. You got a little chance to get your money back yesterday. You had a little brief moment to get it back today. So I do a reset, and uh, it's just that nine dollar area again for Palantir. Uh, last week's high on uh, nine twenty one pre market high as I said before, was at 9.36. So that's it for Palantir. All right. Just quick levels on Palantir. 50% retracement puts it right on the high of that Wednesday, 8.22. I'll be looking for that pullback. We'll see what happens. All right. Let's keep going. Let's get towards the next stock here. We're going to go to Coca-Cola. I was talking about this yesterday. It seemed to me like Pepsi was leading. Coke getting a nice little push here. Q4 EPS, 45 cents in line, 10.10 billion, beat the 10.02 billion estimate. They do see fiscal 23 organic revenue growth of 7 and 8%. Coca-Cola. I looked at the numbers, and and, and as the print happened, the stock sold off on it. And I was looking at this, and it traded actually under $60. I was like, this is just a dip they're going to buy. And I was like, I'm going to try. And I was like trying to buy it under 60, but you got to just lift the offer. And the best offer really came down only at 60, 30, Joel. So Ooh, you never really? really, yeah, it wasn't down there for long. I don't know how low it traded. I think it got down to like 59, 70. I maybe saw it. I have how 59, 92. Uh, no, it barely got below. 59, I, I barely. Yeah, maybe. Nope. Just 59, under, 94. Just 59. under 60. Yeah. yeah. And then I was going to try and I wanted it to like, I'm like offer 60, you know, give me something to lift. And then yeah. it went, the, somebody lifted the 500 at 60, 30, and then it was like 60, 60. It was down there like for literally, there was hardly any size that even traded down there. So I was hoping, because I actually was going to buy the dip on this one, on the print. Like I rarely do that, but I was just like, they're buying the Coke dip. Um, and, you know, obviously <laughs> it's come right back. So disappointed I didn't get something to lift. I didn't want to lift it at 60, 30. Should have did that in hindsight. But it was only 500 shares. Not a bad day to report yesterday, right? You know? Good day up this in morning. the market. This morning, yeah. Oh, excuse me, this morning. We'll see. Oh, you got muted somehow, Joel. He's got that little tricky keyboard there. It's getting them. It's it's that headset. It has some yeah, mute button thing. No, I didn't. Oh, it's switched. It's switched on us, Joel. Go, you got to switch. You, you see, the chat here. was saying, "I get the cheap, crappy headset like I do. I have like the cheapest headset that exists. I throw it on the ground. I literally get down the show and I throw this it guy. to the ground." I've Do been it. on this headset for like three years. Do it on the ground. It's a Logitech piece of crap headset. I think I paid $29.99 for it. I've it been using works. it for like four years. And you know what? Somebody says, Dennis sounds the best. Man, I had it that fancy mic yesterday. Uh, I, I can't give you support in this one, but I can just give you uh, some confluence on the high. Uh, you had a daily high at $61.59. Your pre-market high stands at 61.67. So you backed off 60, 70 cents from that. Let's see if they can open it. I mean, it all depends with the CPI, right? If you uh, might have a hard time. A bad CPI, it's going to open under 61. A good CPI, it's going to open over 61. How's that for uh, 
from intermarket stock CPI analysis. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be wishy-washy number, and I think it's going to be a chop fest again. Ooh. Fader's dream, I'm hoping for, anyways. But we will find out. We will find out. This is a rip, though, Dennis. You've been in the sell the rip mode. That was a rip yesterday. That's a rip I've today. Been, I've, I've got, I have been buying, I, like, you know, I bought IBM. For the simple reason is that I feel like the value market is still here and IBM would come down. I think they got the little AI. So I'm actually up two bucks in the IBM. Somebody gave me a lot of heat. They're like, why would you buy this at 135 or 134 when you can buy it at 115 in three months? And I was like, well, I don't know. It's going to 115. If I thought it was going to 115, I wouldn't be buying it right now. So obviously I think it's going higher. Now it actually doesn't look as bad on the charts. They didn't like the way the chart looked. I didn't matter. I'm just looking at if is it a value stock. I'm like, yeah, I think value stocks eventually come back into favor. I get a dividend. Not yeah. that 4.81% is great anymore. And I think that they're going to be a player in AI. I think there's still some conversation here. Nobody's talking about IBM. So that's why I bought some IBM. And you know what's wrong with their technical analysis is they don't listen to pre-market prep. Because when it, <laughs> because when, when it came down, when it came down after the report, we started talking about it. Um, I identified that 135 area just because you had a couple lows back there in November. And then what you like to do is you like to see, hey, is there any confluence there? Is there a retracement? Well, what do you think this 134 and a half area is? I like that uh, too. Yeah, from eight, from the October low to the December high. Just take a guess what the 50% retracement is. Oh, I don't know. Is it 133, 134? 134.38. There you go. I looked at that too. I was like, I got a 50% retracement. I got a little bit of consolidation here. I know yep. the chart looks like it could fall Strike. off a cliff, but I'm like, it's kind of stock that AI, they're kind of talking these. They're not giving IBM any love whatsoever. Microsoft rips every day. And like IBM, no, oh, we don't right. care about IBM. They got Watts and they screwed it all up. I think they're going to be some type of a player there still. So, and you know what? If they're not, they're still got a pretty good company here that makes a lot of money. I like yeah. companies that make money. Just a note to investors, they did go to the, we talked about this on yesterday's show, they did, uh, Google was okay, uh, but they went They went to the, 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 actually the big stocks, they went to Microsoft yesterday, they, they called uh, AMD, the arms dealer, that had, a, uh, that had a decent day, NVIDIA, they called that, uh, special alert here in NVIDIA, Keep an eye on this 221 area. There's a pair of highs from Friday and Monday. And then the little guys, you know, the AI, you know, this one got, got the beats a little bit yesterday. That had a big run. And then BBAI, boom, that got hit yesterday too. And then what was the other one? BuzzFeed? Because they're going to come in wow, with some kind of... Yeah, BuzzFeed's part of, of it, these, Dennis. Man. Yes, yes, AI, BuzzFeed. Because they're going to... Um, they're going to publish articles. And Dennis, you sent me, it took me a second to figure out what, uh, what you texted me yesterday about the AI. And then I, and then I figured it out. Uh, I hope Bob Bright does not see that you are the founder of Bright Tree. Oh yeah. I didn't tell that. Can you show that for five minutes? Here's how good chat GPT is. So I tried it out for the first time yesterday. The first question I asked is how do I get my kid from stop wetting the bed? Because they still went to bed. Whatever. I don't think, hopefully um, they're not listening. Anyways, it gave, it gave a pretty good response. It was like all this stuff, you know, like stuff that I would have read on Google, but it was like pretty good responses. So then I was like, well, I need to ask it something that I know like, you know, a little more definitively. I'm going to ask it something about myself because I know myself pretty well. So I was like, who is Dennis Dick? And it says, we need more information. There's too many Dennis Dicks out there. I was like, who is Dennis Dick from Benzinga? This was the response. Mm. This was a response from ChatGPT. Dennis Dick is a proprietary trader, market structure consultant, and co-host of the pre-market prep show on Benzinga. Good so far. A financial news and data company. He has over oh, 20 years you're of experience. He has over 20 years of experience in the trading industry and is known for his expertise in market microstructure, liquidity, and algorithmic trading. Okay, that's pretty good. In addition to his work with Benzinga, he is also the founder of Bright <laughs> Trading LLC. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the founder of Bright Trading. Where did it get that from? You, you it just see. made that up because I definitely did not find it's not called dick trading, it's called bright <laughs> trading. So I definitely, definitely, definitely did not find uh, I'm not the founder of Bright Trading. That is Bob Bright and Eddie Franco helped found, found, found it as well. And Don Bright helped with it too. They formed the company back in 1992 when I was still in high school. So I definitely did not 
I, I was not the founder of Bright Trading. So it definitely 100% was wrong, wrong, wrong on that. So I don't know. I asked it three questions. I, I got the first one, a pretty good answer on how about the bedwetting thing with the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, the second question, it couldn't answer because I didn't give enough information, Dennis Dix. And I gave it the third question, and it got it wrong. This information, this technology, like Long it made that up. Go. I don't know where. I even searched on Google. I was like, did somebody somewhere on Google, after that, I took 10 minutes, went to Google, and I said, Dennis Dix, founder of Bright Trading. I was like, maybe somebody wrote that in an article somewhere or something. I could not find that. So I have no idea where it got that from. I've never been cited. I don't somewhere think on any- the internet. Somebody has maybe said that somewhere about me, Mm -hmm. but I've never said it about myself. I've been quoted in a lot of, you know, different publications, financial publications. um, And I've never seen somebody quote me as founder of Bright Bright Trading. So I have no idea where I made that up, but it's dead wrong. Dead wrong. If you look at what happened in Google's situation with Bard, what it did was it read a headline that said, it's uh, exoplanet. And what happened there was just literally more a not reading correctly the language it was english that clearly stated that there was an exoplanet before but since it read it in the way that it was stated in the line it got it wrong and so these are supposed to be like perfect right they're not supposed to be making these types of errors no this is why i don't think this is this is another metaverse team this is technology that's going to take five probably ten years to actually come to us where it actually makes money, right? Right now, this isn't it. This isn't it, team. I um, think people are I just think, too yeah. hyped up. I think so, too. I think it's really hyped up. And I, they punished Google for this. I mean, Google made a mistake in a bad spot. They knocked 10% off the market cap or even more. I just proved that this like makes mistakes, too. Like, I mean, this is definitely not proof. I did, asked it three questions. Got the third one wrong. Not even close. Like, it's not even like, okay, well, maybe we can somehow, you know, figure out, you know, yeah, I kind of know this or that. Founder of Bright Trading, that's like, not even, that's just a fact out false. False. If I uh, grabbed it, information that was false and gave it to you. Like, what if you're like, okay, I'm diabetic. How do I, you know, help this out? And it says, oh, eat more sugar. I mean, what if it says something like that? So, which is, that's, it's, that's as false. One minute, Dennis. Dennis, get out of here. I got to go wide. Yeah, go wide, baby. I go wasn't wide. impressed with the chat GPT. We got it. Dennis, get out of here. I'm leaving. Go. Goodbye. Go. Oh, they jumped okay. the gun. They know the number is good. They yeah, they're the jumping. They're, they're, they're now go jumpers. They're out there. We just made a high at 4167. Yeah. Bullish. Like Price this, is, this is one you start seeing on Reddit and things like that. They do they have the report beforehand because this number's <laughs> moving before that not 830 number. I'll tell you that much. This thing's going. going wide already. 414.40 by 414 there. Yeah, Let's see. The it's about 40 cents. Just, Let's see if it yeah, opens up. Yeah, they're just trading one notch here, right and left. Let's get right to the nut. Ooh, I didn't put higher than 41.94 on here. Maybe that's a mistake. Uh, Thursday's high, 41.70 and a quarter. Uh, we just missed that, hitting 41.67. Pre-market low comes in at 41.40 and a quarter. Not my if if they decided, oh, oh baby, baby. Oh, 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 411s really quickly showing up. Did the algos just bring it down? Will the buy the dippers come in here? I'm looking for the numbers, but nah, you don't even need to know the number, Mitch. Now, what they see here, they don't like the, the algo jumpers, the initial ones that took it to 4167. They must right, have got the wrong report. What do you got for me? Core in line, January 0.4, 0.4 estimate there. Uh, year over year at 5.6 versus 5.5. We went up there on the year over year outlook. That's what's probably definitely hitting here. Um, so year over year out estimate was 5.5. We came in at 5.6. Prior was 5.7. So there you guys see it. We're actually hotter than on on the reading here so showing that cpi is starting to slow down its decline will we see this start changing the narrative yeah yeah that's what i've been washy number i'll say that's wishy-washy so i think it's me choppy i don't think we're going straight down i don't think we're going straight up chop 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 that's what i say that's how i'm trading all right we'll see see what happens there. there Definitely and, uh, some by the dippers point. coming in there. It came down to on the one minute to 411.20 there, right? Is that the low that you have, Joel, on the first action? 
you know, I just, I just, I look at the S and P's, and for the S and P's, I got a low of forty-one thirty-two. Uh, that's not even a swing number from yesterday. Uh, the, right. the, 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 the uh, I mentioned on the upside uh, Thursday's high at uh, forty-one sixty-seven or forty-one seventy. It didn't quite get there, but just to allude to Dennis's point here. That it's just uh it's a you know it's a non-definitive number. The buy the dippers are coming in here. We are now back unchanged green on the session by seven yeah, handles. Wow. I mean, overall, this seems right? hot on my end. Yeah. Uh, I I think they're gonna come back in and maybe knock it down. But I'd be really surprised if we get through four fifteen. That's where you'll really start seeing the kind of the rip, right? That's gonna get us through that level to the left on Thursdays four fourteen fifty seven. Can we get through that level and start pushing towards They're the trying. high? They're trying. They're trying. That was the a report, quick, quick dip. The report the to the me. dippers were out there. They were definitely out there. They had their bids lined up, and their bids got crushed. And now we're coming back up at the highs of the session. The buy the dippers. Here we go. Forty-one sixty-seven. And as I said, at above forty-one and forty-one seventy and a quarter. Uh, look out, Loretta. We're going to the eight-day high at uh, 41.94. Look we just at that. The buy the dippers relentless Woo! in this market. They don't care about CPI. They don't care about inflation. They We're going higher, baby. Good. They got to be saying something good right now. 41.80. It has uh, nothing to do with the numbers here. If anything, the numbers are pointing towards a bearish outlook. But the truth is, is they don't care about the number anymore. The market's looking past these numbers. Looking past inflation. That's yeah. what I see out there. Yep. I can tell you the only time I've ever seen price action like this was when we had that pandemic V bottom where the market never wanted to come back down, even though there was a lot of headwinds out there. It just kept going and pumping, pumping. It looks to me like they got control and they're trying to Crazy. pump it. Crazy, I'll just say. Right? Yep. I, I think Dennis is thinking the same thing. It's just they just relentless. This is what relentless looks like. And it very much could get towards that 420 today. We could be in a new bull market technically wise. I know a lot of people are saying that we've already been in one, but technically wise, that's 20% from the bottom to, to like a new kind of move, right? 20% from that bottom up. That's what bull market is def defined on. As if you go even to Investopedia, you'll find that out. <laughs> even um, Investopedia had it, right? Yep. Uh, we'll see uh, what happens there. It looks like it. Looks like it right now. Okay, let's uh let's readjust the charts here, get back to uh reality here, get this back to a 15 minute chart and uh see how how it affected uh some of the stocks that uh we were just talking about. Uh Coca-Cola uh back as I said, a good CPI number. We're going to open over 61. We're currently trading uh up 60 cents at 6120. Uh, Palantir. Here, let me adjust and get the pre-market chart. Word of the uh, day is chop. That's what I'll say yeah. in the background. I hear. Yep, yep. Probably go back to unchanged now, right? Why the heck? Why not spend the day unchanged? Forty-one forty-seven and a quarter. Uh, current high eighty-six and a half. Uh, not quite. Oh, I'm sorry. That's. Uh, I had a number ahead of forty-one ninety-four. Last week's high. 4188 and a quarter. We just missed it there. Coming back down, I'm seeing green in all the big tech stocks. Uh, I see Apple green a little bit more, uh, uh, just in line with the SP. Microsoft having a good day. Google not getting much of a reaction. Google is actually still down on the session. Uh, that's not a good sign. Oh, I wanted to check the banks. Uh, the banks are, oh, that could, is that a new high in the move in JP Morgan? Let's see here. Uh, nope, it has to go to 144.34. So uh, market finds a silver lining, right? And yeah. Uh, yeah, and here we are, up 20 handles. That was a fun number. And we didn't yes. get fooled by the initial algo jumpers, but the ones that hit it in the hole, man, boom, boom, boom. They're, I mean, uh, that just shows us, that. right, also, right, if there's anything that hit it on that first number, it was what, the algos, probably reading the number, right? If you read the number just itself, that tells me bearish. But that's not the action that we saw there. We saw it come right back up through it. So I think the algos reacted down, and probably some of the bigger traders were ready to kind of come sweeping in there, like Joel said, probably had their bids already picked oh, out. Yeah. And they just nailed it. They nailed it on the pullback. Now let's see. 
really what we get at the open. I think we got to really keep watch to see what happens there. I looked inside the report to see what is actually still increasing, right? That's important to take a look at. Well, you see shelter. Shelter is still an issue here on the CPI report. That shows me more and more that that might take a lot longer to show up the disinflation that's showing up in the rent prices. Transportation services went up 0.9, uh, shelter 0.7, down a little bit, 0.1, but yeah, definitely still strong there in shelter. Food inflation still increasing 0.5% in January. Um, and it did show up there. The index for eggs rose 8.5%. Ooh, I love my eggs. The eggs, the eggs. Don't forget about the eggs. And then uh, gasoline energy index rose 2% in January as the gasoline index increased 2.4% over the month. Um, so definitely that didn't help, right? Not getting that decrease in gasoline anymore that we were getting before. And that's where I think that things will get harder from here moving forward, at least inflation outlook, is that unless oil can keep dropping, what else will drop? Right now, shelter showing stickiness, food showing stickiness, energy starting to slow down, and we're not seeing that same drop in crude prices. Yeah, you got this is talk about uh, uh, a mixed market here. Uh, you have uh, the dollars getting hit on this as we, we're coming back down unchanged here, folks. That's going to be your swing number unchanged at 41.47 and a quarter. But you got your bonds up almost a stick. So that, you know, what does that, that I mean? You know, that's that's a good sign for rates. You have gold up $11 because they're taking higher inflation. So you got gold and bonds going the same way. Uh, silver, silver is pretty flat on the session. Bitcoin, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm still, I, I, I'm not totally shaken out of my high, out of the high for the year camp. Spy coming they, back down. Yeah, here. I, they, they got me good chop. On, on that rally, chop. but I, I just, I, chop. I, yeah, wow, chop unchanged now at uh, forty-seven and a quarter. Uh, Dennis, that was a quick dip there. I mean, you had that. Almost have your orders out there to get anything on the bid. Very Sorry, hi in the background. Okay. Uh, just it actually was the rip that was better, Joel. The the rip was better to sell when I got to okay. four fifteen fifty. We we literally just sell off thirty handles from the high. Somebody I don't know what the algos were doing. They bought that thing up straight up thirty five points. Uh, utility that was, that pipe that gas service that showed a spike there. It went from three point five to six point seven. So it looks like natural gas prices went up. Don't expect that because I've been seeing natural price going down. But who knows? Maybe this helps. I've been on a swing trade on UNG. Maybe it starts actually moving. Did, did we see any movement out there from some of the major names? How's Microsoft? How's that? Because I, I know Microsoft has been so strong with the AI mentioned. Uh, let's see here. I mean, that's uh, it did get a pop over uh, over 274. Uh, for you Microsoft traders here, uh, good area there. You uh, 273.98 was a daily high, and then uh, the recent high of the move has been 276.76. Uh, 76. But uh, market digesting now unchanged on the session, now a little bit red. I mean, chop is the name of the game. The bulls are going to have to establish a bid here uh, at unchanged on the session. We got uh, we got CC leaking and uh, lurking in the background yet. Yeah, let's go ahead. We'll get out of our CPI reaction. Like always, we can also ask CC coming on right now. You guys smash the like. Where are my options traders out there? Let's get into some options. All right, CC Legator, co-founder at Options AI. Check it out, team. I'll throw up the link in the chat. Let's get into some action. Hey, CC, how you doing today? Good. How are you guys doing? Oh, we get all excited on these, on these jobs numbers. And uh, I kind of, you know, I, I kind of thought things were priced to perfection. We didn't get perfection here. Uh, so now we're, we've seen both sides in the market. But uh, as of late, you said you've noticed some low option volatility and put skew. Uh, and in the past, that's preceded sell-offs. Yeah, over, uh, I think yeah. I think it's interesting. Like your <clears throat> your reaction to this CPI number is, I think it's spot on. Like, well, a they they sort of you all read. I think you might have mentioned it earlier. They changed yeah. the formula a little, like this this time around. 
So there's yeah. a bunch of nerds trying to figure out like all these different components <laughs> and all right now, right? And you can see yeah. one of the things I've been watching, I've been, you know, part of this is I need to like refinance a ski condo at some point. So I've been mm -hmm. watching like the two-year yield for like the <laughs> last few months. I yeah. mean, that thing had gone from 410 up to 4, you know, 53 or whatever it is right now. Mm -hmm. And I've just been watching that since the CPI number. So it was it was up going in. It dipped as soon as the CPI came out. And now it's going back up. I, I don't think anybody knows anything. And so but like it's sort of like this like kind of wishy-washy, you know, part of the that we're in right now where I think it was Dennis said earlier on the show, it's like there is a buy the dip mentality underneath the market right now. And I think that's basically because we're, we're sort of arguing over the details at this point, right? With inflation, there there was, you know, that number was basically, what was it? Almost exactly on the estimate. I think there were some of the big banks like JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs sort of had some really panic estimates much higher than this. So I just sort of think that there is this, um, you know, there's the, this underlying bid. I don't think people worried about a, a an inflation or Fed-induced crash at this point. Now everybody is sort of like, when do we get back to the meme stock mania or whatever? And you saw a little bit of that in January. And then people obviously got over their skis. You know, they got really dangerous, like sort of mentality by, you know, just screaming by mentality. And it's going to be very interesting with, uh, you know, like sort of what happens next in the market. And I think, you know, going to the original question, What's happening in the options market is volatility over the last year. You know, if you look at the VIX, uh, for instance, every time it went down below 20, it was preceded a steep decline in the market last year, right? So it did it last uh, spring before basically a 20% correction. It did it again in August before about an 18% correction. And then it did a little mini one in December, you know, before like an 8% pullback, right? And each time, if you look, those were the like the low points in the VIX last year, right? Sure. But with what's happening now is we might be transitioning into an environment where we should be a little bit more used to the VIX in the high teens. You know, after the CPI number, I expect the VIX over the next week to probably be down at 18 or something again. And I don't necessarily think it's now preceding some sort of steep decline. I mean, the only thing that could cause a steep decline at this point is inflation. And we just saw a CPI number, right? And options ultimately are pricing uncertainty. And, we, and I think there's a little bit more certainty and we're going back to um, you know an environment where we're, we're starting to stock pick a little bit and things like that. So. That's sort of like an interesting backdrop from the options market is I think the rules from last year, you know, people are asking, is the VIX broken with zero DTE trading? And there's all kinds of stories like that. I think it's just reflective that the, the uncertainty we saw of an inflation, out of control inflation environment last year is now kind of under under control. And the fact that, you know, I'm still watching the two year yield, it's it's trading within five cents after a CPI, you know? Yep. Yeah, a yeah. uh, couple things here. I I, I want to get back to this, but uh, and I wanted to start out with uh, this at the top of the interview. Um, are are you doing any uh, with your company? Are you doing any kind of offerings? Because um, you seem to be way ahead of the game here. Options yeah, so AI, we... baby. Options yeah. AI. <laughs> in on an offering, you just well, know what's so funny is our name lifted. Our, na our name is so close to OpenAI. I wonder how much like like miss yeah, we're getting right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Might have to do a page that says about OpenAI. Just a little yeah, shout out exactly. to UCC. Yeah, no, I guess <laughs> OpenAI write some sort of like a just a page, of us, whatever page right? with your options AI attached to it. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, it's interesting. So as far as offers, we're, we're doing so we now I think the last time I was on with you all, like, we just released a subscription service, which is great for, you know, people in Canada, people that aren't ready for a new brokerage um, account or anything, and that want to try us out. 
So uh, we have a Zynga code that can be used mm, on there. And then on the brokerage side of things, we also use code Zynga and we'll, you know, basically we're on the brokerage side, we're $5 uh, a trade, any size, any amount of legs and all we're basically practically free. But if you use that code, we will give you a, a month free commission. So everything's sort of zero commission. And then on top of that, we're about to do this kind of crazy promotion. We are we are the people that like, love like credit spreads and getting people into sort of more advanced options trades, commonly used options trades. We're about to launch a kind of crazy one, which is we're going to give people a free iron condor in their account. So basically, if you sign up for an account and fund an account, we will put a an iron condor in spy mm -hmm. in your account that could be worth up to $100. So that's coming down the road in a in a couple of weeks that's interesting uh, back to your point about the uh, uh the volatility and the vix and everything and when you know when the market has big moves like you know set you know a pandemic you know the s p's the range got over you know what two three four five hundred points a day what i you know what i always like to look for is the market calming down first yeah like can those average daily ranges come in right yeah and then that's what you know you're seeing with the option skew here and then it gets to a point where you know we're low like the i have the average day nine day average trading range here it only at 63. I mean, back in December, it was over 100. It was over 110. So you want to try and call a turn in the market, right? Yeah. Something like this. But it, it, and what you're alluding to is that, no, this is just a continue. Things are calming down. This is a continuation of the trend. Whatever inflation is, whatever the Fed's doing, yeah. the market is at ease. And when the market's at ease and having these lower average daily ranges, really the path past of least resistance is higher yeah it, no it's a great question and i think back you know like even six eight months ago <clears throat> you would come into a week and the s p and the um you know the queues and things like that were the options market was essentially uh pricing let's say a three and a half percent move in the spx that week right those moves those expected moves now are down to like 1.2 percent 1.4 percent and things like that the irony of that is those 3.5% moves weren't enough back then. And now these 1.3% expected moves are overpricing the, what the market's doing. <clears throat> you know, like last week, um, you know, the market didn't move. Like we had all kinds of, uh, what was it? Oh, it was the, um, all those big earnings moves and things like that. And it was still overpricing despite at this level. So I think these daily moves are, Basically, you know, the options market has it right. The VIX has it right. Now, what's interesting, there's a secondary component about this. And this is sort of like all trading. You have to think your short term and your long term. What's happened in a lot of these stocks is they got beaten down so bad last year. You know, there were stocks down 80%, right? And, you know, that old saying, you know, a stock going down 50%, it has to go up 100% to get back to the same level. <clears throat> the options market has a very difficult time pricing that sort of thing. So you take something like a meta Facebook, um, which was down, what was that down last year? 80% or something like that? Yeah. It was down and now it's up 100% from its lows. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of, how do you, the options market cannot price the potential for these stocks to move 100% in, you know, a couple of months. Because what would happen to Joel's point is if you inflate options premium to try to price the possibility of a stock moving 50% or 100% over the next couple of months on a bounce, you would be, you would be um, choking on premium every day of it not moving, right? Like in the market, just doing these calm days. So anyway, what I think is in the short, like if you're... Time horizon is like trading this week in options. I think, you know, you, even despite vol being very low, you can do credit spreads and things like that. If you're looking out on positions a month, you know, to six months or to even a year, there are some really cheap opportunities for stocks to, you know, rally in particular. So you take like a, um, well, even you all were talking about Palantir earlier, right? It's like 
you know, seven, eight dollars or something like that. I mean, the options market is only pricing the possibility of that stock moving like 40 percent over the next year. I mean, it could move 40 percent in a month. Right. And so that that's sort of like, you know, all those 50 percent retracements and like the possibility of a snap going from 10 to 15. The options market is having a really hard time pricing stuff like that. And so I think if you're looking out, if, the, if you're stock picking, there's some opportunities to look out six, eight, nine months and buy a call spread for a stock that you think has the potential to go up, you know, 25 to 50 percent. And you're going to find that they are very inexpensive and you could be like risking one to make five on a move like that. That's or probably even more. I love this CC and this yeah. probably was what we saw after the financial crisis as well. Yeah. Um, where stocks had been beat up so much. Yeah. Um, you know, even back to the tech bubble first after these bear markets, I think you're making such a good point where yeah. people just want to go on like, okay, you know, these stocks are cheap here now. I'm just going to go and buy these because they're eventually going to come back. But maybe it's safer to go with your method. Yeah. Because you're going to get, you know, a, a lot, you know, the, the, the premiums obviously are you said lower yeah. and you could actually probably make an argument where you could maybe put on some risk-free trades like take the capital that you were going to use to buy that stock throw it in a t-bill yeah and use the, the use the excess maybe to buy an option to get yeah. some participation there i mean it's funny like look at like in you brought up nvidia earlier that's up 50 percent this year Right. Know, it's crazy. And so somebody and I'm not recommending like Snap or anything. It's just it's a stock that was in my head because a buddy of me right. mine asked me about it, you know, two weeks ago when all the stocks were ripping. You know, it's like a 10, whatever it is, 10, 11 dollar stock. And you look on the chart and you're like, <clears throat> if the market got going and, you know, people were just buying stocks and all, could that thing go to 20? Absolutely. Right. Do you know what an option, a call spread, like nine to 12 months out, you could basically, you could make eight, nine times your money on a trade like that, right? For it to go to 20. So that's the sort of, we need to read, but it's, but that stock's down from 50 or something, right? So that move isn't even getting it back to half of its uh, yeah. you know, decline. And that's the sort of thing, like you look at Meta, that thing would still need to double to get back to its highs, right? Another and double. It just went up 100%. Another double. Right. So that's the kind of thing is like the options, but the options market cannot possibly price that stuff correctly, the possibilities that are happening, because the market makers would just literally be coming into work and dying a death by a thousand cups waiting for that move to happen. Right. And so there's some inefficiencies in that sort of thing. So I was saying, I guess going back to the original question, the, the, the temp, you know, like the short term options market is getting it correctly. Like the, the, I don't think we're going to, nobody's coming in and thinking we could be down 8% on a CPI number. Right. And at the same time though, it's being the sort of longer term options are probably being lulled into a false sense of security. If that makes sense. CC Legator, founder of options, AI, uh, Great buzzword. I'm glad to have you on. Great information, <laughs> and uh, I think big day in the market here. Uh, the, the bid, the bids hold in here today. I'm I'm agreeing with your thesis here that uh, the market can continue to climb the wall. Worry, we're just dancing around unchanged. Thanks a lot, CC. We'll have you on again soon. Great to see you guys. Thanks, CC. Yeah, great, yeah. great information. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unchanged, Dennis. It's like nothing happened. We are choppy, choppy, oh. choppy. If we said anything right, I expected before the number, if it wasn't definitively hot, which you know, can say, oh, yeah, it was definitively hot, but really, was it? I mean, point one. Point I mean, two. it was. It's, it's not like a boom, like, you know, you're expecting and all of a sudden, boom, it's 0.5 higher. I mean, I just think that the market stop, doesn't care. Two. Let's just be honest. The market doesn't care. The market would have cared if it was like significantly hotter, but it's still it's wishy-washy. Point exactly. one, point two, both directions is a wishy-washy number. So you're yeah. gonna equal chop where you, you're not settling anything. Nothing is getting settled here today. So nothing's getting mm -hmm. settled for the next month here now. So now you go right back into the bulls are saying, ah, the number is okay. You know, yeah, nothing goes straight down. Inflation's not gonna go straight down. And the bears are saying, well, this number was hot. 
we should be going down from here. And you got the raging battle between the Bulls and the Bears here today. The algos, yeah. you know, which is basically we shouldn't even, it's, it's the algorithmic wars is what this is. I mean, you can look at this all we want. This isn't retail driving these numbers here on the S&P. Mm-mm-mm. You know, when you see how wide it goes, retail doesn't pull their orders, Joel, on an 830 number, like on the SPY. <laughs> retail doesn't like, oh, I better go wide. Here the numbers come. They're not even in there. So it's all algorithms. So the algorithms pull, boom. Now it's all algorithms Algorithms driving up and down. Like, I mean, it's 90% algorithmic trading here right now. Once you get to 9.30, things change. Institutional flow starts to come in. But for the most part, when you look at these pre-market numbers like this, nothing's settled at this point in time because that's all algorithmic action. They read the headline, oh, it's hot, sell, sell, sell. And then they're like, well, it's not that hot. Buy, 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 buy. It's like, well, now it overshot. Sell, 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 sell. Well, now it's not. And that's what's happening here. And it's just a chop fest in algo land. And it's a chop fest is what we're seeing. And I think that could continue throughout the day. But again, once we get to 930, we get some real players in there and maybe some real players with some real opinions. Dennis, did uh, did things come more in line for you? I know you were talking about. Yeah, they did, a- Joel. Yeah. Um, and that was like what was interesting. I mean, we saw a lot of stocks that like. I didn't know. Like Home Depot was trading down two, three dollars this morning. I was like, I don't even see anything on Home Depot. It's come back, so I don't know what the deal was. It was a few stocks that were like just you know some were down, some were up. And we're still seeing the same thing. Some stocks are down, some stocks are up. I mean, the only consistent thing we can see every single day is that Microsoft is up every day and Google is down every day. Um, we proved we proved the Chat GPT doesn't work well at all, but it doesn't matter because Google did it in their thing and they're not going to forgive them for it. And Microsoft's thing is perfect. So, you know, that's what the market is. Very short-sighted. Can't think. Um, so Microsoft continues to go up every day. I don't get it at all. But, I mean, you can't argue. Trends your friend. The momentum traders are in there. And the momentum traders are on the short side of Google. I mean, the spread is unbelievable. And that, you know, consistency of that, that Google down here again today, Microsoft up here again today, it's continuous. So it's hard to fight that trend. All right, let's get to maybe a couple more headlines really quickly. I just wanted to at least touch on there. Uh, Marriott with a beat and a beat looks like it has an important level above. If we can go a little higher today, I think that's a nice four-star level, but I'll let Joe call it out. Yeah, a couple highs in the same area. We uh, got a little pop in the pre-market to 77.59. I mean, there you go. Wow, once again, Confluence, 77.58. That is uh, your old-time high. That's what you hit, and your old-time closing high is uh, 176.16. I'll just alert – Coca-Cola's rolled over here, uh, mm. Dennis. Uh, we're not going to open even close to 61, down 15 cents. But uh, just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, Marriott, I mean, the, the hotels are doing okay. The restaurants Remember, We have not. a clear inverse correlation right now. Staples are thrown into the value, even though they're not value. And I'm not buying Coke in the long-term portfolio at the 25 or 26P, which somebody was saying. But you've got to just respect you know, what is, is correlated, what is not right now. We've clearly seen growth value and the staples are opposite to the growth stocks. So keep an eye on what the market is doing overall. If we start to rip higher, it's not actually good news for Coke. If we start to go lower, it actually is good news for Coke. So a lot of this, you know, report, which was not clearly bullish or bearish, in my opinion, sometimes just get a clear report. and It's like, this is just a good report. Sometimes you get a clear report. This was not a great report. report. This This was was just kind of, yeah, but it wasn't a bad report either, Joel. It was just kind of there. So, I mean, let's look. Look at the numbers. I mean, you're kind of in line on the, you're in line on really both. Yeah, 45 cents versus 45 cents, 10.1 billion versus 10.02 billion. Slight beat on the revenue. They see Does organic this, revenue grow 7 to 8%. It's right there. That's kind of all in line. So, it wants dictation from what the market's doing now. So, that that's what's going to move. When you got these wishy washy quarters, just as much as the CPI number was wishy washy. You're going to have some chop. We're seeing chop in that too. Wishy-washy equals chop. Write that down too. You know, wishy-washy numbers, it often equals chop. And that means you're fading moves, not chasing moves. So we go up to 415 on SPY. We're not buying it. We're selling it there. We go down to 412, 411. Then we're looking at maybe bringing those shorts in, maybe going long, depending on how you feel about it. I kind of feel like the number wasn't great. I feel like it should be down. I But what but it should not. be and what it is is two different things. To CC's point, there's a lot yeah. of people you know, sitting with buy the dip mentality out here. So we pull down. The bad report doesn't even matter. And you know what? If we close green on the day, then the bulls are going to say, hey, look, you got a bad report or you got a good, you know, 
bad numbers for the overall market here being a little bit hot, and we still went up on it. So when your face bears, there's a lot of sentiment shifting here right now, and this is sentiment wars right now. So they're trying to figure out what is the next move here. The news has been all for the bears. Mitch, we've said this, you know. The earnings weren't great. CPI wasn't great. But the market's ignoring it. So you cannot fight the tape. So we'll see what happens today. If we close green today, it's very bad news for the bears. But we're still early here yet. So maybe the bears can take over. I'm still sitting neutral right now. All right. I got multiple positions in different ways. I, uh, I just think about it like that. And that just shows us that it's it's a tale of two tapes right now. It's a lot of upside action, even though the headwinds are pointing towards the downside. Any last comments, Joel, on yeah, levels you'll be I looking mean, for? It, it's just a, it's just a battle. I don't even think we're, uh, you know, we had, I, I think the overall market reaction right now is a little bit to the negative. And the only reason I'm saying that is I like to look at where we were at, at that, you know, before that 830 print, right. And where we were trading and we were trading a little bit above this. We were, uh, heck in 41 59 a quarter. Uh, and we're right now a little bit of a, ne- a negative slant, but uh, the bulls hold unchanged here off the open. Get up there. If we get up here, just to the point that Dennis was alluding to, where uh, the, the area in the S&P, that 86.50, that's a couple points from last week's high. It's right near the high close of the move, right near the, the eight day. I mean, it's all there. The resistance is there. The bulls have a place where they can just take over and establish full control of this market. And that's getting it over 4,200. And uh, right now, but, but again, even if we get over 4,200, we're in such a choppy market right now. You think we're just going to 42, then to 44, not in this market. This is the market of chop, even the bullish moves and the bearish moves. I mean, if you've been playing and how many follow through candles, look at the SPY, bring it up over the last, you know, month which has been really really bullish and yes we're trending higher there's not a lot of candles that are just like boom 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 we're just up like 10 percent. we pulled back multiple times all through those runs there was lots of little you know chop and you know and again really it put it in perspective we went from 390 you know 380 to 412 well that's a seven percent move it's a great month but you know people are talking like this is you know just been rip roaring rallying there's been a lot of little sell-offs in here too. This has not been yeah, easy for the bulls. You can see it. All this right, has not been easy. I, I, I'm still, I'm still sticking in my high for the year camp. We'll see what happens today. Opinions can always change. It's okay to be wrong. Yeah, it's wrong to stay wrong. I'll check in with you 100%. guys later on. All right, that's gonna do it for Joel. You guys can keep up with him on pre-market prep, and don't forget, he does have a new show, the closing print. That starts at 3.30 on his channel, Pre-Market Prep. You guys check that out. We're going to keep pushing forward. Dennis, you go do what you do best, my friend. Yeah, go get thanks, to the guys. trading action. Mitch, great job. I, I'm mixed everything. right now, Dennis. I, I am taking – I swung some value. I still have the Tesla looking at natural gas. That's hard. Um, I took a little bit of General Mills. Don't know how you think about that. Uh, but just looking at these, I can see them starting to get a little loved in the last couple of days, but that's just because of the indecision, I think, out there. We'll see today. Does the uh, rotation stay with this? This is the day. This is another one. Like, let's see when the real money comes in. We're in Algo exactly. Shopland right now. Let's get to 930 and let's see what the institutions vote with because, you know, believe it or not, there's not a lot of institutions. These money managers, even though it's a CPI day and a lot of them maybe come to their desk early. They're not trading in this choppy. They're waiting for some confirmation. They're waiting for some feel before they're really deploying capital. It's not a lot of institutional money action yet. A lot of algorithmic stuff. That comes in after 9.30. So let's see what the institutions say about this. You know, Do they say, okay, this number isn't good. Let's start selling stocks. Or do they say, you know what? This number isn't that bad. Let's start buying stocks. Those are the two opinions. Let's see who wins today. Like always, right? We always have to stay open, right? That's why the important thing I think is always is being not uh, in that confirmation bias. There's one thing that we do is when we're here on pre-market prep, right? We give a look into the markets. There's a whole nother thing once that bell hits, right? A lot of the times we get to that point, we don't want to be so biased at that point. We want to go ahead and just be open to what the market is presenting themselves, right? That's what it's all about. That's what we're learning right now in the book club, trading in the zone. Get that psychology upgrade, right? You want to start trading better? 
Well, have confidence, discipline, and a winning attitude. Understand that at the end of the day, you don't need to know what's going to happen next to make money. Quote directly from trading in the zone, right? Just think about that. We don't need to know what's going to happen next to make money means that we need to focus on what? The process approach, being open to the market. We'll see what happens in the opportunities today. You guys can keep up with all the action on live trading coming up next from 9 a.m. to about 11 a.m. Then, of course, we have a new show, Start Swing Trading. Check it out, team. That's where I'm doing more of my swing trading action, bringing on traders that are also doing more of that swing trading style. And you guys can see how I'm able to attack the swing trading game. Right now, I got about four swings all in the green this morning. We'll just have to find out if they can stay into the green, right? All right, like always, team, smash the like button. If you guys enjoyed today's show, CC Legator, Options AI, check it out, team. And I did throw up the link multiple times there for some free education from their Options University. You guys can check that out. I'll throw it up one more time. And definitely join the book club if you haven't done so already. We keep going further and further. Can't wait for this Sunday, especially since we don't have Monday action. Who knows? Maybe I might switch the book club to Monday. You guys in the chat, let me know. Let's get you guys over to some live trading action and see what we can get into today.